education research has a problem. The work of brilliant education researchers often doesn't reach the practice of brilliant teachers. Classroom Caffeine is here to help. Each week, I invite a top education researcher to sit down and talk with teachers about what they have learned from years of study. So, pour a cup of your favorite morning drink and join me, your host, Lindsay Persson, for Classroom Caffeine, research to energize your teaching practice. Hi, Classroom Caffeine listeners. This is your host, Lindsay Persson. This episode is a bit different than most. Uh, This is episode 26 in the series, and it marks the end of season one and the beginning of season two. So I wanted to take a moment just to pause and to share with you all where the project started, where it's been, and where it's going. But I first want to thank a few folks who've worked behind the scenes on this project. What you hear in the final produced episodes and what you see on the website would not be possible without the support of my colleagues and friends, Chaba Oshvath and Stephanie Branson. Chaba is a podcaster, an artist, a scholar, and a teacher himself, and he supported this project, uh, particularly the production and um, really getting it off the ground in the fall of 2020. We also worked on some research around podcasting and have plans to continue working together in the future. Stephanie Branson has worked on this project for the spring of 2021 and has brought a skill set around teacher education and digital literacy and also um, just this real fearless sense of diving right into a project and making things better. So I want to extend a sincere thanks to both Chaba and Stephanie for the success of this podcast thus far. You may not know it, but I I mentioned that Stephanie has been working on the website for the podcast and has greatly improved the guest profiles, also the navigation, and has helped us to organize using tags for each episode. And the website is also an easy way you can communicate with me. My email address is simply lindsay at classroomcaffeine.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at classroomcaffeine.com. And I would love to hear from listeners about how you use the, the show in your own thinking, what else you'd like to hear about. Maybe you have topics or particular people you would like to request. There's also a survey so you can respond slightly more formally on the website if you'd like to. There are just four questions and they really address those basic things. Um, How are you using the show? How is it informing your thinking? How is it changing your action in your classroom? These are, are all questions that align with the mission and the goals of the show. So when we first started, the real goal of this show was to connect teachers to research. We know that there are real problems uh, with the way academic publishing works, particularly in the world of education. And I'll mostly stick with the world of education because it's the world I know best. But uh, academic journals are behind paywalls and they're usually very expensive to access. And what's really interesting and something that, that not many people know outside of the world of academia is that Colleges and universities, of course, pay their faculty to do research. It's a, it's a part of the job description. It's part of your salary. But then we 
identify a publication venue for those scholarly works. We hand our work over to those companies, and then our institutions buy those things back through subscription services. So it really is a bit of a racket in in the way that publishing works in academia. But more than that, this show is really about helping to make education research more available to teachers. We know that there are really long cycles in the publication community, and there are a lot of structures that are exclusionary. Um, journals are difficult to navigate if you, even if you have access to them. Sometimes it can be hard to find what you're looking for. Um, they're written in a very f- formal and academic kind of way, which is often inaccessible. And let's face it, teachers are busy. And even if you had the access, the physical access to research publications, it's quite difficult to find the time and the energy to identify what it is you want to learn about and then wade through the many, many results that you might get on a search engine. So this podcast was really designed to identify some of the leading researchers in the field of specifically literacy education, because that's the field I work in. But if you've been following the show, you know that um, that, that has really changed and broadened a bit over the course of even the first season. I started with the idea that I wanted to talk with seasoned researchers, but that thinking has really changed as I talk with guests and as I ask them who in their collegial circles might like to participate in a project like this. And I find myself also talking with people who are really at the forefront of their field and they're really just um, beginning their journey in higher education. So that's really been an exciting development. Um, And that's also how our guests are typically recruited. Um, Anytime I interview someone, um, once their episode is produced and I send them a link so that they can listen to it first, I always ask if there are any colleagues they know who might like to participate. So in that way, the show is a bit peer-reviewed, which is what we would expect of a research journal, a research uh, publication. But some guests are identified through listener requests. I have heard from listeners who are interested in a particular topic or sometimes a particular person. And it can be really productive for me to be able to reach out to someone um, and say that, you know, I host this show and a listener is interested in what you do. Would you be willing to sit down and talk with me about the work you do? Um, And, and, I tend to get pretty decent reception, even though those emails are a bit like cold calling, because most most often the folks I talk with on the show are not people I know already. We establish a bit of a relationship before we start the recording. So some things that have happened in season one, I've seen some real connections and themes across the various episodes. If you've been following the show, you know we've talked a lot about relationships, and that's relationships with students and with colleagues and and also with our communities. We've talked about equity. We've talked about community-based literacies. We've talked about the value of the arts. We've talked about classroom talk. We've talked about student voice and autonomy. We've talked about students who are emerging bilinguals. We've talked about incarcerated youth, and we've also talked about some of the real nuts and bolts of literacy, like reading, phonics, composing text. And one thing that I hear 
all the time, and I hope you as listeners hear it also, is just the value of teachers and education in our society. That last question I ask in every interview about the message that the guest wants teachers to hear is really intended for our guests to share anything they want to with listeners. But specifically, I know we often hear a very encouraging message, and I hope it truly is encouraging to listeners. Um, teaching is has always been such a hard job, but really with the COVID-19 pandemic and the quick shift to online learning in so many places, plus all of the uncertainties in the world. And, and we also have this reckoning with issues of social justice and, and racial equity in our country. And it's just been a really tough year. So I hope uh, that you all who listen to the show do feel encouraged by what you hear and do feel a connection to research. Because again, that's one of the, the major challenges of education research is I think that so often in education research, we, we don't actually affect the people we intend to. And those are teachers in the field and specifically the work they do with students. So one thing that you'll hear across episodes and one thing that I've heard is that we have to listen to kids and we have to build relationships with them and with our colleagues and with our community. And I think it's important to think about how we engage with these ideas and what we do with them after the show. So, so often guests talk about research they've done or books they've written or colleagues they've worked with. And I really hope that if you hear about someone who's research topics really resonate with you or um, things that, that you want to learn more about, check them out. Um, search for them online because sometimes you can find information about these folks that isn't behind a paywall. Um, a great starting point for that, of course, is the Classroom Caffeine website. Each guest has a profile and it gives you some information about the work they do and who they're affiliated with. And hopefully that is a starting point for you as you think about um, where you go with these ideas and how they can actually impact the work that you're doing with children if you are a classroom teacher. And that actually brings me to another point that I find quite interesting. Um, of course, when I conceptualized the show, it really was research to inform teaching practice. But I, I had this dream of sort of closing that conversation loop and inviting teachers to, um, to, to talk also, um, and more about that when I talk about season two. But one thing I've found is that it's not just teachers who are listening. Um, we are actually sharing this podcast with pre-service teachers at my institution. And I also hear that it's being embedded in classes at other institutions as well. Um, doctoral students are listening to this as they kind of learn, um, learn the landscape of education research and how their work and their ideas might fit into the broader conversation. I also learned that other researchers are listening to the podcast. You know, it's like seeing what their old buddies are up to. And and that has been a really interesting thing to think about how the audience is um, beyond what I ever anticipated. Another thing I learned this past year is that, that this is really an oral history project. This is researchers telling the stories of their life's work. And that is also a really exciting thing for me. Um, you may have heard me mention on an episode prior that um, 
I'm trained as a librarian and, and I've worked in school libraries in particular, but my master's degree is in library and information science. And I think that's why democratizing the acquisition of knowledge is so important to me. And I also think that's why this idea of an oral history project or capturing the work of scholars in their own words, and not just in their words, but in their own voice, is so important to me. Um, I realize that that ideas change and they shift over time. And podcasts really do operate as kind of this little capsule, this time capsule of thoughts and ideas. So I am hoping that Classroom Caffeine is around for long enough that we may want to revisit some some past guests and find out what they're up to. That is one hope for the future. The other thing that's happened in season one is that I have written some grants for research around the podcast. One wasn't funded, one was funded, and um, two are still out for review. So that's another um, unanticipated thing that has happened in season one. I didn't realize when I first embarked on this journey, what kind of research opportunities I might find in podcasting. And as I mentioned, here's another connection to my background as a librarian, um, understanding how we can bring knowledge to listeners for free and from expert guests. There's so much opportunity there and there's so much opportunity for the research community to really share their message. And that is really where a lot of my research is pointing to at this point. Um, in the ideas around public scholarship and the democratization of knowledge. So those are some exciting directions that, that lead me to tell you a bit about some of the plans for season two. So in season one, it was a weekly um, show, and that was largely thanks to the efforts of Chaba and Stephanie. But as we start into season two, I do not have a research assistant or research support specifically for this project. So... I will not only be hosting the show, but I will also be um, producing it and maintaining the website. Um, my hope is to gain some funding for the show that will help to um, really, I, I would love to have a fellowship that is endowed specifically for classroom caffeine um, in order to apprentice new researchers into this kind of work and digital literacies into um, research dissemination and also research methods, because there's, there's a lot to be learned about this way of sharing information, um, particularly in a world of digital literacies. So that is one of my dreams for the future, is to, to have a fellowship that, that um, brings a researcher to my institution at the University of South Florida to work specifically on this project. Actually, I would really love to have a couple of researchers there. So um, I'm always looking for funding for the show, and that's something that I will continue to pursue through various channels. So that said, season two will be bi-weekly episodes. Um, we have been calling ourselves Classroom Caffeine, Research to Energize Your Teaching Practice. But season two, we're using a different tagline, Diverse Voices to Energize Your Teaching Practice. And the big idea here is that um, we will still include some of the biggest names in education research and specifically literacy research. But back to that idea of bringing in the voices of teachers, 
I am looking for a few teachers or um, curriculum specialists to interview on the show. So if you are a classroom teacher or if you are a school-based person or if you are in, in the clinical work of education and you would like to be a guest on the show, please email me. I would love to hear from you. Um, because I, I do want to ensure that we have the voices of practicing teachers in, in, on the show as well, which means that I will be updating our questions just a little bit. Um, not a huge shift, but just thinking rather than uh, what researchers want teachers to know about their research, um, the question will shift a bit to, to ask guests what they want listeners to know about their work. And my hope in changing that wording is to, to be a little bit more inclusive of the kinds of guests that I'm planning to have in season two. And again, I'm always looking for suggestions um, as to what you want to hear about. What are the big questions that are impacting your practice right now? What do you wish you knew more about? What do you think the research community or practitioner communities um, in diverse spaces could share with you to help respond to your questions. So again, if you have questions that you think the show might be able to help you respond to, um, please email me. I'm, I'm always looking to hear from you and to learn more from you, our listeners, about what you would like out of the show. Um, thinking about future research, over the summer, uh, in fact, Stephanie Branson and I are going to be working on a systematic literature review of learning through podcasts. Um, this is a really interesting field because the literature is really scattered. There are so many fields that are using podcasting for different kinds of learning. And we want to get a handle on what has been published so far in the research literature about that. Um, we want to know specifically um, how this show is influencing the way people are thinking and, and responding to situations in their classroom. And we're also interested to know how the show impacts guests. Um, that was sort of another unintended or unanticipated um, consequence, I guess you could say a positive consequence of the show is that I've had many guests say to me that they really appreciated the opportunity to think about what matters most to them and the work that they're doing. And these are ideas that actually often don't make it into research journals. Uh, the style of podcasting is so very different from an academic research publication. This conversational nature in podcasting really does lend itself to um, thinking a bit more about how our ideas and how our work shapes education today. And so that's been a really exciting development over the last year. I mentioned earlier grants and um, specifically that there are a couple that are currently under review on the show. Um, one thing I aim to do with this, with these grants, um, whether, whether we get these or whether I apply for different ones in the future, I would really like to add transcripts to the show um, because we know that transcripts for a podcast um, allow the, sh the episodes to be more discoverable. They are uh, more easily citable. So if you hear something and you think, what was that word? I didn't quite catch what that person said. You would be able to go to the podcast website and take a look at the transcripts in order to find out verbatim what that person said. So that is a sincere hope of mine that we will be able to add transcripts um, to, the, to the show 
for listeners. And, and also because I would like to do a content analysis of the shows. Um, and, and that's really just looking across all of the episodes to identify more concretely what all of our guests are saying sort of across the episodes. What is um, education research really saying to us at this point in time? So that is an overview of where we've been and, um, and where we're headed and I would really love to hear from anyone who is interested in engaging around the show or, or making a suggestion about how we can make this show the most beneficial to you in your teaching practice. As always, I thank you all, uh, listeners, for spending your time with me and with us, with guests that, that I bring in. And yeah, I look forward to hearing from you. So as always... I raise my mug to you, teachers, and I really mean that. I toast to you in the work you do and the impact you have on students' lives every day. And I want to send you a sincere thank you. I'm actually recording this during Teacher Appreciation Week, and I couldn't feel more grateful, not only for the fabulous teachers I've had in my life, but also the fabulous teachers I know, and also those I don't know, who are doing the good work every day to help our students um, learn and to feel supported in, um, in their lives and in their journey to becoming adults. So thank you. Thank you. And I hope you're enjoying the show. I'll see you in season two. For the good of all students, good research should inform good practice and vice versa. Listeners are invited to respond to our guests, learn more about our guest research, and suggest a topic for an upcoming episode through this podcast website at classroomcaffeine.com. If you've learned something today or just enjoyed listening, please subscribe to this podcast. I raise my mug to you, teachers. Thanks for joining me.